Our scripture today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8a. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. I'm the nuclear bombs if they're too hit I am your immaturity and your indignance
Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for all the ways that you display love in our lives. Precious God, the journey of our lives are messy. We live within frustrations. Precious God, today as we talk about how your love exists for us always unending, we take a moment to say thank you. Precious God, as we look at the ways that you love us, even at the times that we may be frustrated with you, we say thank you. In your son's precious and loving name I pray, amen. It's another Alanis Morissette song this week. And as I share with you the journey of this song still, I want to share with you how I became connected to it. The reason I'm connected to it, along with the lyrics of this song, paints a very unique picture, at least in my heart's eye, of the true extent of love and grace that God holds for us at all the times. Now, I'll begin this narrative today in sharing with you my favorite writer and director, Kevin Smith, once produced a movie called Dogma. Now, if you ever have the opportunity to see this film, Dogma, I'll share with you some warnings. One, any Kevin Smith movie is heavily, um, that there's a lot of language in Kevin Smith films and uh, just be prepared uh, there's cursing in it also another warning i'll share with you and this is actually a reason i like this film because i've been able to tear past the concern and see the true narrative that's taking place in this movie um, when this movie came out the catholic league um protested the film because they felt it had a strong anti-Catholicism stance to it. And I see in it where those feelings are, but again, as I shared in the introduction of this, there's also a challenge to be more dedicated and to learn more about the faith journey in this. So there's multiple ways to receive this film, and that it is heavily, the, the language in it is not at all proper. So there's your warnings. But I became connected to this song still because of how I became connected to Alanis Morissette, and it was through this movie. Uh, this movie uh, chronicles a journey of an individual named Bethany. And Bethany is kind of on this spiritual pilgrimage that begins in her life that she's an individual that gives her hour every Sunday, but is beginning to lose her connection to her faith. And we watch her sitting in the pew on a Sunday morning, and she's watching the devoted older members of the church following the paces of what should be done in a service 
uh, she watches individuals balance their checkbooks during the sermon. She watches kids fighting and wrestling during the sermon. And we see her dealing not just with her law losing journey of of separating from her faith, but we also see her trying to parse out and understand where others are in their journeys. The others within the narrative of this film who are putting in their hour of dedication and then going back home. So she goes on this pilgrimage. She's actually assigned by God to be a defender of faith. There is a spiritual crisis that's taking place between the heavenly realm and the earthly realm and we watch this individual deal with her own faith crisis as being the main defender of faith so that's sort of the narrative of this film but the god character in this movie is Alanis Morissette and I, my wife, but before, before this movie came out, before it, well, before I found a connection to this film, no, I can honestly say before this movie came out, my wife was a huge Alanis Morissette fan, and we listened to her uh, CD, Jagged Little Pill, over and over and over again, um, in the early years of our dating, and I... It took me a while to get a connection to Alanis, but I I really do. I love Alanis Morissette's music. I do. So I saw this film. uh, She portrays a God character in it. And then I heard this song still. Now, I I hopefully that when this recording produces, sometimes the... uh, the songs get on and sometimes they don't. I apologize to you all for the frustrations that are created by that. But if for some reason I can't get the song and this lyrics on here, um, please go to YouTube and Google Alanis Morissette still with lyrics. I want you to, to see the words of this song while you're hearing her sing it. Because as we look at this song, and as I affix her image as the God character in Dogma, I I put a lot of God language in this song. And that's what I want to focus on today as we we look at the, the candle of love this week. Now, we are in the Advent season at the time of this recording, and... As we go through the Advent season, I, I kind of go through a different order of, of candle focus than liturgically some may. Uh, quite commonly, the second candle is the peace candle, but I always like that as the, the fourth. I think the, the greatest element of Christ's being, and as hope and love and joy build up together, they lead to this moment of peace that's unlike any other peace that we experience. So I always use the the peace candle as the fourth candle with, with that reasoning. Um, and that's a narrative that will follow through these Advent recordings. 
But today, being the candle of love, I want us to look at the unique love that we have with God. And as affixing the God language of this song, I want to talk about the messiness that exists in our lives and how that messiness at times gives us an skewed image of God and sometimes gives us a honest image of God. But the challenge that I want to give with you, and it's the challenge that I have previously shared with lighting the candle of hope, is this narrative. As we deal with real love, we deal with a spark that flows through the dark messiness of our reality. Last week, uh, during our in-person worship service, I talked about this journey with hope, that we journey through the darkness with the spark of hope in our lives. And we hope that that spark grows into a flame that consumes the darkness. But I also talked about the importance of acknowledging the darkness. Uh, last week, as we used the song, Thank You, in our uh, video conversation and I use the narrative thank you in our in-person worship service as well I talked about how that a journey with gratitude is also intertwined it coexists with the messiness of living I quoted once again Arlo Guthrie and my favorite Arlo Guthrie quote that you can't have a, a light without a darkness to stick it in so I want to look at that narrative again today because as we deal with the messiness of living, we get mad. And sometimes we get mad at our understanding of who God is. And we question why the messiness exists if we live on a journey with an all-loving God that's willing to shape the world we we share prayers and hope god reshapes reality so that we can find peace in really messy situations this is a journey that bethany deals with in the movie dogma is the journey that she struggles with she sees a reality that is consumed by the messiness she begins to question not only how can there be an all-loving God within all of this messiness, but she also questions how the creation is able and willing to love back because of how messy their lives are. Now, to proceed with this conversation, I need to remind you of something that I feel very deeply in my spiritual journey. I believe very deeply in a God of grace that exists within all situations and all concerns, that exists within all of the messiness. And I believe in an all-caring, grace-filled, loving God that gave us a really, really empowering gift as we look at the candle of love I think of the greatest gift that God gave us which is free will I always have shared I have always shared that free will is both the greatest gift 
and the greatest curse that God has provided us. I believe that I have a blessing. I, I'm not some automated robot that a creator made to serve its will and its purpose. I, I believe that God is there as a shining, uh, living example of being a creator that wants to see the creation live to its wholeness of identity and within living within its wholeness of identity where God is an all-controlling, all-powerful being that has the ability to reshape being. God doesn't impose that will on the creation. We we get to choose to love God. We get to choose to be on this journey with God. We don't serve an all-consuming, all-powerful being that imposes us to do X, Y, and Z. We have this freedom of choice. And unfortunately, this freedom of choice also creates the messiness in the world. And Bethany deals with that in in dogma, and it's dealt with in this song. As I affix the God language to the narrative of this song that we have chosen today to listen to, I want you to hear how it lays out. I am, I am the harm that you inflict. I am your worry and indignance. I am the bombs if you will. There is this language that God exists within the actions of free will, both in the the narrative of being able to respond (coughs) in the peaceful ways, and God exists within the narrative of the times that we use our free will, that we are allowed to use our free will in such a way that it makes the world messier. It becomes a challenge of love. And it becomes a challenge of being willing to look for the presence of God in all places, in all ways, and at all times. It becomes a challenge of looking for the presence of the all-loving God, no matter how messy life can be. Sometimes it's easier for us to do. Sometimes it's hard. There's a story that uh, uh, happens in this movie, uh, Dogma, and it's a conversation between Bethany and a character that's portrayed by uh, stand-up comedian Janine Garofalo. And Bethany begins to share how the messiness of the real world is truly affecting her image of what faith is and what faith can be. Uh, She shares this narrative with Janine Garofalo's character that she is truly having a crisis of faith and doesn't need to... Uh, doesn't know what to do about it. And Janine Garofalo shares back with her uh, a story that I have held on to in my life. See, the more we grow, the grander our pers- 
perspective of what the world is becomes. And Janine Garofalo's character shares that she used to hire uh, this young um, um, missionary to mower yard. And she would have conversations with this missionary about faith and she's not a person of faith her character but they had these conversations and this missionary once shared with her that our our being our souls our spirits is like a cup when we're younger our cup is smaller and it's easier to fill that cup up with faith and belief and it's easier to wholly believe in the things that we want to believe in it's easier to follow in in just a wholly devoted way that something is the way that it is when we're younger our cups are easier to fill up because our cups are smaller but the more we grow and the more that we deal with the messiness of the world our cup becomes bigger and bigger our perspective of the world becomes bigger and bigger our perspective of the world's needs becomes bigger and bigger. And the bigger our cup gets, the harder and the longer it takes to fill them up. For us to fill the wholeness of a spiritual present than it was when we were younger children and we had smaller cups to deal with. I hold that as perspective as I look at this song today in this God language that God exists both in the celebration and the challenges and I hold that narrative as we try to contend with feeling wholly loved by God in a really really messy world we see the messiness deeper and deeper as we deal and live with it as our cup and worldwide perspective grows, it becomes harder and harder for that love to fill up our cups and we begin to feel a challenge of love, both to receive it within the world's messiness and a challenge of love to go out and do more and participate more because our cup is bigger and we need to do more and participate more to fill up that cup. That's the true challenge that I see in this song. As I deal with the love language of God in this song, I also deal with the love languages that we have to go out and intentionally live daily so that we can continue to be on this journey with love. Now we can feel love when it's sparked before by hope. When our lives are sparked with hope, we can begin to look at the world in a different way. When our lives are sparked with hope, we don't only look at the darkness of a messy, messy world, but we are actually inspired by hope to see the active presence of love flowing through the world we become inspired to go on these holy pilgrimages like Bethany and to go out and defend something that we may at times feel that we're losing a connection with. And it's through that defense and journey and, 
and communication is through the actions of love that we begin to see where love truly is. And love may be in the places that we never looked for it before. That's what I like about the narrative of this song. We look at the messiness and we ask God, how can this be? We look at the messiness and we ask God, why? Why, God? Why? And we begin to piece together a reality. And it's a beauty of what I feel that exists within the conundrum of free will. I feel that God's gift of free will is both the greatest blessing and the greatest curse that we live with. And I feel that because of free will, God doesn't take that free will away. But when we're in the truly messy, messy moments of being, I feel that God's sitting right next to us crying along with us. I feel that God is right next to us crying along with us. There's a narrative that's created in this film by a character that Chris Rock plays. Uh, Chris Rock goes on this holy pilgrimage with Bethany and there comes this conversation that Chris Rock has with Bethany that's fueled by an acknowledgement that when our when we're younger our cups are much smaller but as we age and grow and grow that cup gets bigger and bigger and then it's harder to understand what's going on and sometimes it's harder to understand what's going on because we want to affix God in the places that we think God should be and Chris Rock's character gives this challenge of not holding on to a belief filled dogma but holding on to an idea we have an idea of God we have an idea of God that kind of transforms the way that we look at this song that I've chosen today. If we have an affixed God that lives within our boxed dogma of who God is and where God is, we look at the messiness of the world and we can truly get angry at God for it. And I think God understands when we get angry with God over things. But if we have an idea the beauty is ideas can change, they can grow, they can grow along with the cup. And the more that we lean on our idea, the more that we look for God in new places that we begin to say, yeah, God's there too. And when we can see God in these places, we can see the places of love. And our cups, as they grow more and more, has more sources of water to fill them with. I think of my own journey and all the places that I see God that I never looked before. I don't have to run to church and be in the sanctuary to see God. What God wanted me to do and what was even displayed in the actions of John Wesley, God wanted us to go out to the world. In the words of John Wesley, God wants the world to be our parish and to go out and to interact with being in such a way that we are sharing love to, place, to people in places that they don't feel that love can reach to. We become the hands and feet that takes love there. 
We become the individuals that are willing to look at places and situations that we once avoided because we were worried about our testimonies. But we go to new places and new new cultures and new understandings and we share a love in such a way that people see that God is real and God is thriving even though once upon a time someone used God's name and pushed them away. We see the vibrant places of where love is and the more places we see where love is through journeying with an idea, the bigger the love language of God becomes and our cups are filled much more quickly. This week as we deal with the candle of love, I ask for God's peace to be with you. This week as we deal with the candle of love, I ask for God's presence to be with you. And I pray that presence shines in ways that we take that spark of hope and we let it grow a little bigger and a little deeper with a love that transcends our understandings and we can see a loving God even in the messiness of the world. Thank you for being with me in this conversation today. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen.